The hum. 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 A storytelling podcast. A storytelling podcast. A storytelling produced by AWOL. Produced by AWOL. Produced by AWOL. Welcome to The Hum, where we tune into the background noise of our experience and amplify the sound of our lives. For this episode, we will be hearing stories from students about their hardest goodbyes and how they found closure. For our first story, we'll hear from Tommy, a sophomore at American University from Florida. Tommy shares the highs and lows of a roller coaster relationship. Two breakups and an engagement later, he has a great story. He was interviewed by Neil. Here's Neil. I interviewed Tommy about the confusing relationship he had with his first college girlfriend. When he described their nine-ish months together, it seemed like the plot of a complicated soap opera that I was a few seasons behind on. Here's Tommy. Shortly after, I declared that I was going to go to American University. And I was going into like all the group ch- group chats and that, trying to meet people and that. So I'm not al- so I actually have friends when I come up here, and so um, and so um, and so, um, so I met, um, so I met her. We start um, we start start talking and talking as from as friends for like a bit, and then I just kind of move forward on forward from there. I knew things were kind of up before when she was very dodgy with talking and especially especially as well. I remember. Uh, like uh, during the summer, during the summer as well. Like she also worked, she also worked and worked a job. I worked a job, but I worked like longer, longer hours than that. And so, and so, like when she'd always make make excuses in that, and like uh, she'd always be like, "Hey, I can't talk in that." Yet during the school year, she both worked that job and did school. So I was like, "Wait, something's up. She's not handling school and only just the job." Well, I'm my schedule's more busy now. This is. It feels weird that I'm kind of being ghosted-ish, kind of. It ended the exact same day I came back from a vacation. I remember standing in an, standing in the airport waiting for my waiting for my, for my for my luggage, and then I get the message. So that was kind of a bummer. With that, I get a text one day that she got engaged, and then that was something else. <laughs> After the engagement happened, of course, I just completely cut her off, but. Once, well, once we both we both came and came up during the, like once the semester started, she ended up messaging me, uh, and and being like, hey, again, I'm sorry about what happened. I want to make want to make it up. Can we just meet meet up as meet up as friends in that? And and originally I said no, wounds wounds still fresh still fresh. But she was so persistent about it with the multiple messages where I'm like, I'm a very forgiving person so I was just, so I just so I was like okay if she's so persistent about it she must obviously feel remorse feel remorse it must obviously be that thing that things have things have changed now and it won't be like and be like last time what was your last moment in the relationship with this person I remember uh the last moment the moment that led to me breaking it off was things were getting a bit, I could already tell like things were getting rock, getting rocky 
and that just things were just being just suspicious. And I remember when talking, I was talking to her in my dorm room and dorm room and that, and she was like, and so I was like, what about like all the all this this the stuff and stuff and that, and she admitted like a bunch of stuff the stuff that she said. She just just said it because she because she knew it get a reaction a reaction out of me. Do you feel like it was a, a waste of a relationship and time, or was it a learning experience? Nothing's ever ever a waste, as I like to say. But I'm I'm like it's always everything's always a learning experience. Do you think that people are good about saying goodbye? I feel goodbyes are always a hard hard thing to do, especially if it's if it's in such a if it's in such a such a thing, thing like a relationship or that, it's always so hard to, so hard because it's always uh it's always either either like the everyone always uses the band aid analogy so it's either like it's either slow and painful and pain and painful or quick and painful either either way it's gonna be it's gonna hurt no matter what like the only way ever I don't I don't think there's ever a good way for a goodbye to be truly pain and painless. Our second story comes from Vic a former Irish dancer who recently lost his dance instructor of a decade. For Vic, dancing was a cathartic experience he could share with his favorite teacher. My interview with Vic was filled with fun memories of his dance instructor, Tim. Although the loss of his teacher is a wound that may never heal, Vic proudly shares the lessons from Tim that he carries with him to this day. Here's Vic. So I think the first thing um, that kind of sticks with me is meeting Tim in person. Um, and that was the first day that I walked into this dance studio to um, see if this is where I wanted to continue my Irish dancing career. Um, and he was so personable and so fun to talk to um, and was already one of my favorite people that I met in Michigan and continued to be obviously after that. But um, I think the first thing is the charismatic nature of Tim was one of the first things that struck me um, in meeting him for the first time. Tim was like a second parent or like a third parent at that point to me, um, an extension of family. Um, he was always there at competitions. Um, we would always have those like fun conversations about high school and how that's going and his experiences and his past um, and what he's learned and like different things about the Irish dance community. So I, I would say that he, he was family, um, which is why I think it hit so hard about saying goodbye because... I mean, oftentimes I might, like, I sometimes saw him more than I saw my dad and my sister. The last goodbye was hard because I had been holding on to that because the problem is dance was kind of my life throughout high school and middle school and elementary school. So it was always that constant. And going to college, I didn't know what to expect. And I didn't know if I would have that. Um, I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue dance, but it had been such a big part that I wanted to latch onto it as long as I could. Um, and so I literally did for the, till the last second. Um, and so... At that moment, when dance camp ended, I was like, I it didn't hit me until I started walking out the door, and I was like, this is it, like that's the last, like this is until I come back, like this is the last time I'm gonna be walking into this studio, um, as like a normal part of my life, um, and then I turned around and I saw Tim, and I was like, ah, like this is wow, um, and it ended with me like bawling or like crying about it. Um, because you don't like you don't understand the impact it's had until it's almost like it's out of your hands um, and so I gave him a big hug um, and we like stood there for a second and then I went home and like the ride home was tearful
so I got a phone call that he had passed away um, and I didn't realize that it had progressed that much um, so it kind of hit really hard in a matter of an hour um, but I actually did end up going to dance that day I did go to the studio to the studio here in DC um, because I was like I need to be connected to this somehow um, and I need like a grounding mind clearing moment so that's kind of how that went what was it like to like dance for the first time without him the it doesn't hit until like you get to the get to a place where you know that he would always be there um, for me that was Oroctus Originals um, and that was the first year that he hadn't he wasn't there um, and it was a really hard day um, sometimes you'd be like yeah like I'm gonna like I'm my rounds are up and I'm gonna do this um, but then you look in the audience and you don't see him and you're like oh that's really hard because um, like going to worlds going to nationals going all of this he'd be there I think my healing process I don't think it's ever gonna be complete um, but I do think I've gotten to the point of like oh like if I see a picture I just like remember it or like it's really great to see that in my camera roll or something but I, I do think that sometimes it hit me a lot um, at like certain points um, that sometimes wouldn't happen with other people um, and it would just be like kind of random like if we were on the highway the same highway on like my way to dance or like we passed the studio um, it would hit me that I didn't really get to say that final goodbye like I wish I had like that I had known more about what had happened and like I had tried and come and seen him again do you think most people are good at saying goodbye so this is a hard one and I think I honestly don't think many of us are because our culture is always we'll see each other again um, and when we say bye it's always oh like I'm gonna text you the next minute um, or like we'll text each other that's saying like oh that was great let's do that again um, so saying a final goodbye is never it never occurs to you that it's gonna happen um, and I do think sometimes it's sudden um, though I think saying goodbye is also different for everyone I do think the hardest part of saying goodbye is or like a, a goodbye is honestly not knowing if you're gonna see this person again um, and I guess it, it depends on the kind of goodbye you're saying um, obviously in different situations it's going to be different um like at college we say bye to friends as we're walking out the door but we're going to like see them the next day on campus um but sometimes when we leave to start a new chapter of our life you never know when you're going to reconnect with that person and so i think that's the hardest part is not it's like no, not knowing the unknown for our third story we will hear from sammy a senior with a passion for photography sammy discusses the time that she had to say goodbye to her favorite professor who was moving away. Sammy shares the impact that her professor left on her during her freshman year of college and how that changed her career goals. She was interviewed by Grace. Here's Grace. Sammy had a lot to say about her favorite photographer and professor. When we sat down to talk, she pictured their best moments together and talked about how inspiring it'd been to be pushed out of her comfort zone by another woman in the field. Here's Sammy my favorite professor because she moved away um, over the summer and was a really large influence on my college career. That was my very first class that I had of my college career and I'm really lucky that it was such a wonderful one and it really changed my career goals at the completion of that class 
and throughout my college career I owe a lot of my professional development and like growth academically to classes I have taken with her and the semester that I had her my very first semester was very bumpy but having such a supportive professor made all of the difference. I remember freshman year breaking my elbow Mm. (laughs) (laughs) and like the first thing that I thought was like oh I have this assignment I have to get done Mm -hmm. and she was like and I like contacted her from like urgent care or whatever and um I was like the first time that I realized that somebody was like no your health is more important than an assignment and I was like that's not what I was taught growing up right that was kind of like a mind-blown moment a little bit for a while I wanted to do photojournalism and I in my visual literacy class I got to do more like artistic fine art type stuff and then in history of photography I like it like changed my world and I learned more about like feminist art and queer artists and just more diverse photography history than I had learned elsewhere and I was kind of like under the impression that I had to like photography is a male-dominated field and it continues to be but there's room to change that and I realized that fine art was definitely the path that I wanted to go to go through seeing what she does and like allowing myself to explore that way was something that I had to give myself permission for I thought I had to do photojournalism because that's what I was good at but I learned that I could get good at other things If you remember, I know you mentioned that you went to Kava with her. Mm -hmm. Um, Can you describe that last moment with her a little bit? Yeah, it was really fun. Um, My close friend and I were, like, going. uh, We were her TAs, and so we went to Kava when she said goodbye, and we realized that nobody else had known that she was leaving yet. Mm -hmm. And we were kind of, like, just in a panic of, like, we had our whole... Like, we, we wanted to TA for her again and, like, like do all these, like, different things. And it was kind of like being pushed out of a nest a little mm-hmm. bit, like, <laughs> as silly as it sounds. Because, yeah. like, she had guided both of us. So she was such a strong mentor for our college experience that it was, like, a weird metaphor of the beginning of the end of mm-hmm. our college experience. Yeah. Because we had to become more independent mm-hmm. and... Like, those, like, last moments were so fun and just, like, getting to be people and not, like, student and professor. Right, right. And that's, like, kind of, like, it felt very, like, what people say that college, like, what they wish college could be. And it was just Mm kind of cool that, like, the, like, cliche of, like, hanging out with your, like, professors. Professors actually care about you. And it's, like, you could say that, but seeing that was really special. It also made me realize that I could also become, like, independent, and I have the tools now to be independent. Like, I would always joke with her that she's the reason that, like, I didn't leave AU or drop out, and I couldn't do it without her. And she Mm -hmm. was like, no, you could do it without me. You're capable. And Mm -hmm. realizing that was a challenge, but also, like, really cool. I think the hardest part of the goodbye, of any goodbye, is what happens next Mm -hmm. and the uncertainty. 
Our final story is from Grace Vitaioni, a senior journalism student and our editor-in-chief here at AWOL. Her hardest goodbye was an emotional and unexpected split between a rock, a hard place, and a visa denial from the U.S. government. She had to say goodbye to her boyfriend after almost two years going steady. Long distance hasn't meant the end for them, but it did make for a very painful see you later. She was interviewed by Shane. Here's Shane. Grace has been a good friend for a really long time now. I heard stories about the man she was falling in love with and I saw pictures online, but I never heard the sadder parts of their story until I sat down to interview her. In between describing some of their tougher moments, she shared a lot of happy memories. Here's Grace now. I'm going to talk about my boyfriend. His name is Matthew Minsu Kim. I was on Tinder January 2020, and um, my friend like came across his profile and was like, ooh, cute boy. And so she sent me his profile and was like, here you go. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, whatever, cute boy. So I swiped right. Our first date was at the coffee shop Open City next to the cathedral. It's now closed, which is really sad, um, but yeah, we just kind of met up. I walked in the door um, and was like, holy shit. And then I turned around and walked right out of that cafe. Because <laughs> I was like, I am, I can't do this. And then I guess he saw me and he texted me and he's like, hey, um, I'm here. And so I was like, oh, fuck. So I went back into the cafe and this time he was ready and was like, hey. And so I had to like go and sit down. But it ended up being fine. We ended up talking for like three hours um, and until I had to leave. We started falling in love really quickly. It was scary, honestly. I remember, like, in one of our earlier dates, like, I was asking him, like, is this normal for you to, like, have these kinds of feelings about someone a month into dating them? And he was like, no. And I was like, okay, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it was weird. Yeah, I, I really, like, really like head over heels very big honeymoon period when did you find out that there was an external factor that was going to change things yeah i mean it's always been like something that we talk about in our relationship the fact that he's south korean and so he's here on a visa him being here on like this visa really like a it it influences how he lives his life here he has to be a little bit on his guard all the time because that visa could get taken away if the u.s government decides that they don't want him here um and so he was always just a little bit nervous about that and how did that worry come across is this something you're talking about over dinner is it something that you avoided talking about it's something he the fact that he would have to find another job or leave the country was something he avoided talking about for a while um, because he honestly didn't want me to have to worry about it. In his mind, it was something that he had to take care of and that it was like already enough trouble for me dating someone who isn't a citizen, which is stupid. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm not dating him because of his citizenship status or lack thereof, but whatever. So... Finally, in like spring of 2020, 
2021, spring 2021, I was like, hey, like, what's up with that visa, by the way? Like, are you looking at jobs? And he's like, yeah, I'm looking, but like, there's not a lot out there. It's really hard to get a job that will sponsor your visa, especially when you're like just an undergrad, you know? Um, And so from the moment I brought it up, it became more of like, okay, we can talk about this now. And we were both pretty worried about it especially as time went on and he still couldn't find a job that would sponsor his visa we became even more worried about it (laughs) i was in class on a tuesday and i saw he had called me and i was like hey i'm in class i'll call you after is everything okay because we don't usually call each other in the middle of the day and he texted me he's like oh my god yeah he texted me he's like everything's fine with a smiley face and i was like okay and then after my class i went outside and called him and he was like, yeah, so my visa was denied. And I was like, so not everything is okay. <laughs> um, it was horrible. I sat on the back steps of SOC and cried um, on the phone with him. And I, I mean, I cried, but then I was like, okay, like he, he was really upset he was really upset and so I really kind of focused more on calming him down and then after my class I went straight to his place and we spent the next like three days together until he had to be on a plane that Friday out of Dulles airport back to Korea I would say the hardest part was like when it was time for him to like go into security and I, I couldn't follow him there. And so we, like, kind of, like, just, like, faced each other. And we're just like, okay, like, I love you. Like, text me when you're, when you're through security. It'll be fine. Like, I love you. Yeah, there's not really much to say at that point, you know? Like, what are you going to say? And so then we hugged, and then I just, like... <laughs> started sobbing um I like well at first I we hugged and then I like immediately like turned away and like walked away and started sobbing because I knew that if I like stayed there and cried eh, we would just be there forever do you think most people are good at saying goodbye not at all I think humans are really bad at dealing with change So I think, like, goodbyes are part of change. They're part of loss. And people suck at that. Like, myself included. Keep an eye out for future episodes of The Hum. And email us at awolpodcast at gmail.com if you have a story you think we should tell. The Hum is an American University podcast created by AWOL. Our podcast director is Grace Vitaioni, and this episode was hosted and edited by Bonnie Bishop. The rest of our amazing podcast team is made up of Shane McCoy-Ridden, Neil Franklin, Grace Hegerman, and Helena Milburn. As we learned in this episode, saying goodbye is never easy. But we hope you tune back in for our next episode. Thanks for listening.